This is my little lab for the day. Pray that the Lord will take the snakes away from us. That's the prayer some of you are praying right now. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Here we go. Oh, mm. A violent elimination of these things. We're done with them. This isn't the snake handling church. You know, I didn't come for this. Should have gone to Christ the King this morning. But when those things come along in our life, then something happens. And it just gets real explosive and real messy. And when all of that happens, God says, enough, enough, no more sacrifices, no more blood, no more veil, no more separation. It's done. When we do that, there's a prisoner that's set free. And that prisoner is us. Yes, I'm all-powerful. Yes, I'm all-knowing. Yes, I'm eternal. Yes, I'm sovereign. Yes, I'm God. But he shatters their understanding. And he reveals the identity. Well, good afternoon. We are so grateful to have you here. And And the cars continue to stream in, so as we get everyone seated, would you do us a favor? Would you stand? And we're going to start our celebration with some worship, as Bob would enjoy. And so stand where you are, if you are able, and we're going to invite Ron and the team to come forward and start us off with some worship. Well, good afternoon, everyone. Uh, My name is Ron Pye. I'm the worship director here at Cornwall Church, and... uh, 20 years ago, I walked into Cornwall Church, uh, Cornwall Park Church of God. Uh, it was my first time walking into church, and uh, voluntarily. And um, my friend who brought me, she says, "Hey, who do you think's the pastor up on the stage?" And there was Mike Terrio, who was the worship pastor. You know, he's pretty uh, clean cut. And then there was Bob, and I picked Mike, of course, because no one would be crazy enough to have a ponytail pastor. And uh, I was wrong. But about uh, four years ago, Bob um, hired me as the worship uh, pastor. So he's the crazy one. And uh, Bob, thank you so much for taking a chance on me. So um, here's the thing. We are going to worship Jesus tonight. We're going to worship God because God continues to do amazing things in and through all of us in this uh, church and in this building right now. Uh, Psalm 100, it says, shout with joy to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him singing with joy. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever and his faithfulness continues to each generation. And so here at Cornwall Church, um, we like it loud. We're, gonna, we're, we're fixing to knock down some walls tonight. And uh, if you don't like it loud, talk to Bob.
and you're your miracle that you turn the water to wine I believe in your healing because you heal this heart of mine
And just like a blind man I wandered along These worries and fears I claim for my own And then like the blind man that God get back to his side Sing it up!
thank you that tonight we can come and worship you Lord that we can serve you Lord we thank you for the example of Bob and his obedience to your call but Lord I pray that as we continue outside of these walls after this celebration that we can continue to your call for us Lord that we can take from his example and continue to pave the path to the kingdom of God, continue to build the kingdom in your name here in Whatcom County, Skagit County, in the state, in the nation, throughout the world, Lord, that your name would be praised, that your name would continue to be the only thing coming off of our lips, Lord. The praises for what you've made us, Lord, the way that you continue to move through us. So we thank you. We love you. It's in your name we pray. And all God's people said, Amen. Thanks for worshiping with us, guys. Go ahead and have a seat. When Shauna and I came to Vancouver in 1978, Bob was in the ninth grade and an active part of the youth group. What I saw in Bob was a youth who enjoyed life and was serious about his walk with Jesus. I do remember one day when we were on a youth event, Bob was more self-conscious than normal. And as I remember, we had just eaten lunch and gotten back in the bus and had taken off when Bob decided that he needed to make sure that the food was not stuck to his new metal braces. So he had brought a toothbrush and paste just for this situation and began brushing his teeth on the bus. Not thinking about where he would spit it all out. Finally, he just opened the window and let everything fly not realizing how the wind just might take the toothpaste and spit and throw it right back into the back windows behind him and hitting several of his friends in the face. 
Now, I suppose I could talk about the time Bob ate a slug, or when he was almost killed after being hunted and feathered in our youth group, or any number of other experiences. A, a lot of what happened in those days was about us learning so much from God. God was pouring out a special blessing on these youth and on the leaders. So many had committed their lives to, to Jesus and other youth were being brought in and so many had accepted Jesus. The love for each other was absolutely amazing. I heard years later that many of these youth thought that what they had experienced was just normal and then they became adults and realized differently. That's when we truly understood this was something which could only be attributed to God's Holy Spirit and a lot of people praying. The thing is, in many ways, Bob was at the perfect age when it all started. Bob was a big part of it all. At first as a member, and then a core leader, and then as an influencer. And at some point, Bob heard God's call, and God wanted him to be a world changer, and Bob responded. He went to our Christian college nearby, and then got involved as a college student in, in the adult ministry team, and then finally he became an intern. All in all, I think Bob was involved in our ministry about seven or eight years. I remember one time when we were at a youth camp and Bob and his brother Jerry, as interns, wanted to show me another way that youth could be challenged in their faith. They had been taking a college course on repelling and convinced me to go so I could see firsthand the power of this new experience. Bob, you and Jerry about freaked me out when you tied me to what at that time was called a diaper, which I did not trust, and a rope and a carabiner, which I did not trust, and then you tied the rope to a bush, which I really did not trust, and then coached me off the edge of what might have been a 200-foot cliff. Well, you convinced me from that point on, repelling was going to be a part of our ministry. Honestly, Bob, I saw God developing you from the beginning. You may have fought at times, but the fact is God had his hand on you. And as you grew in those days, and then over the last 30 years, more from a distance that I've seen and watched, nothing has surprised me. A number of years ago, you were the main speaker at an Oregon camp meeting, and at that time, I was able to connect with you a bit. And I asked you about your ministry and and how you developed your messages. And I think that's when I realized that I, the teacher, had become the student, and you, the student, had become the teacher. Baba, love you, and I'm proud of you, and I know God has so much more for you. Hey, Bob, guess who? This is your old buddy, Tom. I am so glad to be able to share today. I wished I could be there with you, and it was my intention to try to be there, but it just, I didn't work out, but I can tell you this, we've had a lot of memories and you certainly know all about them. Some of them we will not share because I don't think you want me to share, but we've had such a great time in ministry in Vancouver and being great friends and even at the times we've met over the years at the different conventions and things, you have been a real positive influence on my life as a, as a young pastor who has come up through the ranks and boy you've led a church to do great things i'm so proud of you i couldn't be any more proud of you but bob i'll never forget those times when i introduced you to the the nacho dog or the nacho cheese dog you'll never forget that how you enjoyed every single bite see i was able to teach you all the finer things about eating 
and that was important to you and that's why you became so healthy later because of the influence that I had on you and I and so you need to thank me for that well anyway Bob I just want you to know how much I love you how much I'll always love you how much your life is uh, meant to me so proud of the, the church in Bellingham and what God is doing you've got great uh, church family there and one of these days I'll be visiting your church but, look, but Bob we've got uh, a number of things we can think about I'll never forget our camps that we did together. Never forget me speaking and you leading worship. Never forget me teaching you about the birds and the bees. Do you remember that? So you are very educated and you're welcome for that. I'm glad I taught you well and you did really good. You learned and, and I hopefully you practiced those good things that have helped you become the man you are today. I just quite don't understand going to be a hippie like you did, but that's okay. I can deal with uh, redheaded hippies, you know. I think it's, it's awesome. No, I'm just, I'm glad you are you. You are a great you. And I'm so, uh, so glad to be able just to share with you today. Denise and I and the staff at Cloverdale are very proud to send a uh, welcome and a thank you for all your service, 25 years of service to Bellingham Church. And I can tell you this, I know your mother, your sister, and your brother, and your dad looking down from heaven, I know they are happy as anything for what God has done in your life. Bob, we still got some good times ahead of us. We still got some good secrets we'll hold on to, but more than anything else, I love you, buddy. Enjoy your time this day. Annette and I are so excited to be a part of this 25th anniversary for Bob and to celebrate it with you guys this weekend. We, uh, we really got to go back a ways uh, where Bob and mine's story uh, converge. I want to take it back to 1973, actually. I had just gotten saved about four days out of high school, pretty dramatically, in Pismo Beach, California. And when I got home, uh, I'd never really been to church much before, and went to this service that was being hosted uh, there at my home in Central California. And the speaker was Gerald Marvel. Uh, of course, never had heard, heard of him or knew anything about uh, the church much. But when I heard him, I remember distinctly thinking, if I was ever going to be a preacher, that's who I'd want to be uh, like. And uh, a few weeks later, I got a call from a representative of Lord Pacific College uh, down in Portland. And he was inviting me to consider to come up there to go to school. Uh, and I remember thinking that that pastor I'd seen was from Vancouver, Washington. And I never knew there was a Vancouver, Washington. I always thought there was only a Vancouver, British Columbia, as I'm sure many others have thought. But when I found out that he was close and that many of the students were involved there, I thought, that's where I want to go to school. And that probably was a, was a key influencer for moving up there. For, I'd never been out of California in my life, and so it was a huge step. Got there and uh, began to worship there at the, the church. Got to know Bob. Bob was probably 10 years old at the time. But as time went on, as, as uh, we got together musically, uh, his dad played guitar, I played the fiddle, some guitar, and Bob, I think, uh, started picking up the mandolin at that time, and we just had a lot of fun. And uh, fast forward a few years after I'd gone to seminary and uh, first ministry down in Muskogee, Oklahoma, it came time to take uh, a lead role in a church, and we went to the Cornwall Park Church of God. Uh, the church back then was probably 70, 80 people, faithful folks, and I was 29 years old, had a little two-year-old daughter, and shortly after we got there, I think it was 1987, so probably a couple of years, uh, we were seeing growth happen, and it was time for us to add to our staff uh, 
first associate pastor that I ever had. And my dream was is that that would be Bob. And thankfully the Lord permitted that to happen. And so when he came on staff, I just want to share one little quick story. Uh, one of our friends, Jim Norris, uh, was kind of the guy that introduced me to fishing out in the San Juans. And we put together a trip and Bob and Jim and I went out we got to this place called Cypress Island and Eagle Bluff. Never forget this. Uh, Bob and Jim's, uh, you know, lures were out on the either side of the boat, and I put mine between them and tried something a little different. And all of a sudden, bam! Uh, big salmon hit it, and it was the first salmon that I ever caught. And uh, I'm, I'm sure it was at least this big. Well, probably this big, um, I would think. And I threw it into the ice chest. And I was so excited. I couldn't wait to get home, show my wife and my kids. A little later, Bob hooks up and, uh, and he pulls it in and he's just struggling to bring it in. Well, the fish gets in the boat and it was probably, uh, probably about like that. Well, actually probably about like that. And he threw it in next to mine and I just looked over and I said, Bob, I said, someday when you're a senior pastor, I said, you'll, you'll be able to catch a big fish too. And so that's how we got started. And uh, so now, many years later, as he's celebrating 25 years as your pastor, uh, I just know that when, when we get to the other side, <laughs> he's gonna see a lot of fish in the ice chest, a lot of spiritual fish that have been caught as a result of his faithfulness and how God has just used him in such an amazing way. And I just, I have to say this, that in, in my 35 years of ministry, next to my own four children growing up and, and uh, coming into ministry of their own and, and being serving the Lord, that next to that, probably my greatest joy has been to see what God has done through Bob's ministry at the Cornwall Church uh, over these years. It just, it brings me such joy uh, to see the fruitfulness that's happened as a result of his ministry. And I am just so grateful to be part of this this weekend. Well, with everyone in the building, allow me to formally welcome you to this celebration of Bob Marvel's 25 years here at Cornwall Church. Uh, I'm Brian, one of the pastors here, and what a momentous occasion, Bob. You're, you're surrounded by family and friends, your staff, um, the elders, those streaming live online, uh, members of the, of the Bellingham campus and the Skagit campus join us here today. We are so grateful to have you and uh, looking forward to this time together. It's my great privilege to present, welcome to the stage, uh, our first speaker, uh, believing that the church is better together. Bridging Cornwall and CTK together, Bob and our first speaker uh, formed a working relationship. More than that, a friendship, a bond, and he is no stranger to this stage. Would you please welcome Bob's friend, serving nearly two decades at CTK Bellingham, Grant Fishbook. Boy, it's good to be here. I love you, Bobby. You know, when they asked me to do Bob's eulogy, I was very touched. Because um, I've never done a funeral with the, with the deceased present in the front row smiling at me. But I will do my best to try and honor my friend in this uh, incredible afternoon. 
Over 20 years ago, the Holy Spirit of God visited me one night in my bedroom, and he came to me and he said in his perfect Trinitarian form, and said, Grant, I have a mission for you. I have a son in Bellingham, Washington, who struggles with a particular part of his character. He doesn't know how to get in touch with his emotions. He said to me, Grant, Bob Marvel is like the Tin Man. And he needs a heart. So I have asked you if you would take on the incredible, insurmountable task of teaching Bob Marble how to cry. So I accepted that mission. Bob, I hear the stories on a regular basis as they flow from the people of Cornwall to me in places like Walmart and Target where they stop and they just say, hey, Grant, you wouldn't believe what happened again this weekend. Bob got all choked up and he said, you know, I'm pulling a Grant fish book, you know, you guys thought you were at Cornwall this morning, you're actually at Christ the King, I apologize, I'm doing a Grant right now, all of the different places from this stage over and over and over again. What I wanted to point out this afternoon is the irony of what is being overlooked. Bob is saying that because he's crying. (laughs) Tears are actually flowing down his face. So I asked the National Institute for Emotional Connectedness to do a survey of Bob's preaching in the first quarter at Cornwall Church. According to your website, just this year so far, they have registered 22 voice cracks, (laughs) 11 measurable ugly cry faces, four incidences of actual tears, and one borderline nervous breakdown. My work here is done. You're welcome. (laughs) Bob, you are so much more than a friend. So much more than a brother. In fact, the word brother doesn't even encompass what you and I have shared together. As already people have shared stories, I'll share just a quick one with you. And one of the first times that I ever had the privilege of speaking here at Cornwall with my brother Bob, which by the way is unheard of in a lot of parts of this country. Bob and I shared a story and and as we bantered back and forth during the message, uh, basically Bob goaded me or enticed me to take the challenge of running a marathon with him. I'd never done that before. I don't even like running. (laughs) But when Bob throw down a challenge, you have to respond in some way. So we took off together, a couple of innocent guys to Las Vegas, Nevada. I believe the following sermon was called Pastors on the Run in Sin City. (laughs) And Bob laid out a training program for me and I did the best I could to try and follow it. But when we got to... Las Vegas that morning. We got up super early in the morning, took a bus out into the middle of nowhere. That's a great way to do a marathon. They bus you to the middle of nowhere and then just say, just run back to the city. You don't really have any other choice in that moment. (laughs) But Bob and I were running together about mile 13. We went through a little dip and then we came up over a small crest and a very strong headwind hit me right between the eyes. And I thought to myself, there's no way. There is no way I'm going to be able to finish this marathon. And there wouldn't have been if I hadn't had a friend named Bob 
Because as soon as the wind hit us, Bob knew exactly what he needed to do. And he actually just ran about three steps out in front of me. And then he curled in right in front of me. And I tucked myself back behind his big frame. And I drafted him for about seven miles, if I remember right. (laughs) Bob, that's just kind of what you do. You get out there in front of people, and the rest of us just kind of tuck ourselves in behind, and we draft because you are more consumed with us finishing a race than you are. And for that, I have been so unbelievably grateful all of these years. 2 Timothy chapter 4 is a famous passage that's often spoken at funerals. And I don't want you to think for one second that this is a funeral. In fact, I actually just think it's a reset. But when I read 2 Timothy chapter 4, all I could think of was Bob Marvel over and over again. The Apostle Paul said, For I am already being poured out like a drink offering. The time for my departure is near. I fought the good fight. I finished the race. I've kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. And what amazes me about my brother Bob and why I'm so honored to be able to honor him today is not many people could actually say those verses out loud 25 years into their ministry. For most people, that's a lifetime, but not for my friend Bob. Because I'm going to say some things this afternoon that you already know to be true because you get a front row seat on his ministry every single weekend. Bob, you are like a drink offering. You pour yourself out over and over and over again. You have poured into me more times sitting at Woods on Wednesday afternoons at 3 o'clock. You've poured encouragement into me. You've poured hope into me. You've poured friendship into me. You have defended me. You have protected me at times. You are a constant outpouring of God's spirit inside of you. And I can tell this to these people because they already know it to be true. Bob, when you pour yourself out, it's good to the last drop. And we're so unbelievably thankful that God is pouring you out here in Whatcom County, especially at Cornwall Church. Paul goes on and says, the time for my departure is growing near. To that, I will say this. If you even think about leaving, (laughs) I will tackle you. I will grab my, I will wrap my body around your ankles and I will not be the only one. I'll not be the only one. You can drag me across the floor. I'll even cry if I have to. But Bob, I'm thankful that the time for your departure is not anywhere close. Because the truth is, I'm not sure what I'd do without those therapy sessions on Wednesday afternoons. I'd like to think that for all the times you've drafted me, that maybe once or twice I've been able to get out in front of you and return the favor. But I am so thankful for the way we usually wrap up our coffee times, because normally it goes something like this. I look at him and he looks at me. It says, you can do anything but quit. I appreciate having a brother to do that. The Bible says, I fought the good fight. Bobby, you and I both know the wounds that come from this interesting calling. You know sometimes the incidental nicks and dings that we get on the middle of our soul when you've hung around for a really, really long time. You know, the truth is, you are a dinosaur in the church world. You're an older dinosaur than I am. I do have to throw that in, but 
I'm just saying, pastors don't last in churches anymore. Cornwall, do you have any? Uh, yeah, actually, you do. You know exactly how blessed you are to have a pastor who's been here for 25 years. The Bible says I fought the good fight. Bob, this is what I want to tell you. There's a lot of fight left in you, my friend. You've never fought with me. You've always fought for me. And I am so profoundly grateful to share a calling here in Whatcom County. See, Bob and I made a decision a long time ago. We were not going to compete with each other. What a glorious waste of time that would be. I wanted Bob to always know that Christ the King was in Cornwall's corner. He has said that to me more times than I can count. So, Bobby, let's, let's fight together. The Bible goes on and says, I finished the race. And you know what? Um, Bob, if you wanted to, you could say this race is finished, and, and everyone would agree with you because you've run this race so unbelievably well. That's, that's just the Bob that I know. But I don't know if you've noticed something about Bob Marvel. The second he runs a marathon, he starts training for another one. Or he'll run one and then decide, I'm going to do an ultra marathon, whatever insanity that actually means. And he just keeps on going and going and going and going. Bob is somewhat like the Energizer Bunny. I mean, he just keeps going. And I know there's so much left in those batteries. And Bob, I'm thankful that your race isn't finished. I know you're going to get a moment to rest here in the next little while. But I want to thank you for being the kind of brother that's going to come back and run again. Because I wouldn't run with many people, but I'll run with you. The Bible says I've kept the faith. And Bob, I can tell you, and these people can attest to the fact that you have kept the faith for many of us. When we were discouraged and down, you preached a message that we needed to hear. You shared a prayer or a scripture that we needed to hear. And we are so unbelievably grateful. You have held to the faith that even though it may be politically incorrect, you're still holding to that, that beautiful truth that only Jesus can save. Bob, you're right. And I hope and pray you keep preaching that message. And then this passage wraps up. There's in store for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but to all those who've longed for his appearing. Bob, your crown is so well-deserved. And I know it's early, but I'm going to try and just get on the front end of this one, and on behalf of your church family and our church family, even though you're not done yet, I would say this to you, my brother. Well done. If you're watching the video when Bob picked up a sledgehammer and smashed a piece of glass, there was a word behind it that I know he would attribute to Jesus, but I would attribute it to him, was the word servant. So Bob, well done, my good and faithful brother. So as I close, just a little advice for you, my friend. Keep running, keep fighting, keep believing, and keep pouring because you not only have a friend in Jesus who will stick closer than a brother to you. <laughs> I'll stick with you too. 
My friend and my brother, I love you more than words could say. Thank you for blessing me this afternoon with an opportunity to just share with this group of people just how much I love you. Congratulations to you, Pastor Bob. I've probably known you longer than most everyone at Cornwall Church. So I could tell lots of stories, but they would be good ones. For even though you've had problems in life, as we all do, you've exemplified that God does help us. And through the years I've known you, I have truly appreciated your strong desire to obey the Word of God and also that you are a man of prayer. It is an honor to have been the chairperson of the Pastoral Search Committee when you were chosen as our senior pastor. Thank you for your faithful leadership. In 1995, Bob's house on the Meridian Street property was being demolished to make room for the Family Life Center. We were going to California for a few weeks, so we, we invited Bob to come and live in our house. The first time he came down our street on his motorcycle, he took off his helmet, and there was the long hair and the ponytail. And our neighbor watching said to his wife, come and look, there's a guy at Backman's with a motorcycle and long hair. We should call the police. And she came and looked and she said, oh no, that's their pastor. So after we got home, we all had a good laugh about that and the police were not called. Hi, I'm Ray Backman and I was on the pulpit committee when we were looking for a pastor when Ken Long left. Uh, Bob was a youth pastor and he was an interim pastor and we, uh, he didn't feel like he was qualified or capable of, of being the pastor. But he said he would. He would run for it, but he wanted a high percentage. And we had a vote, and we were thankful because the percentage that we got was higher. So, Bob, we're thankful for you being our pastor. We love you, and keep up the good work. Thank you. Hey, Bob, can you believe it? 25 years already. Seems like a lifetime, doesn't it? Congratulations. Of course, we knew you before you were the senior pastor, so we've had a lot of time to have a lot of experiences with you, but we are so thankful that the youth pastor that didn't want to become the senior pastor followed God's lead and became our pastor. Thanks, Bob. Sincerely, thanks for being our friend, our pastor, and our shepherd. And again, happy anniversary. Thanks, Thanks, Bob. Can you believe Bob Marble? Congratulations. 25, 25 years? How is that possible? How Unbelievable. <laughs> Who would have thunk? I don't know. I wouldn't have thought. Anyway, hey, we just are grateful for uh, the years that we spent with Bob and the church and uh, just had a wonderful time. It was truly um, a life-changing time well, for us. We were just talking about that this morning about how you know, it was probably close to 25 years ago that we were kind of looking for a church and looking for a place to kind of land and call home. And our daughter, who was in high school at the time, had a really good friend named Niel Gregory. Yeah. And Niel said, hey, you guys got to come try my church. Um, they just made the youth pastor, the senior pastor. We and thought, it's oh, awesome. That's, that's trouble. <laughs> so we're like, well, that sounds like something kind of crazy like we might like. So we, uh, the next Sunday, went in. You guys were at the... 
Boys and Girls Club yep. in Bellingham on Cornwall. And uh, we walked in and there was loud, crazy music. Crazy. There were skits. I think there were some guys dressed up like as power, power rangers, strangers but they called them strangers running weird. around. And um, it was uh, unbelievable. And I remember we walked out and we said, you know, it's it's like youth group only for adults. Yeah. And we are so I think that's in. what they actually called it. Yeah. So we're like, this is what we need. This is yeah. what we want. And so. we were youthful then. Yes, we were yeah. much so. more youthful. But, you know, the thing that we remember, I think, the most was um, in those early days, I don't think we had strategies. We didn't have a business plan. We didn't have models other than we went to every stupid convention we could possibly go to to try to learn something because we were all, as I affectionately called us, we were the mutts. Yeah. And uh, it was great because yeah. we found, God found a way to use a bunch of mutts and um, to, to do something amazing. It was. With it. it was amazing. And, and we were thinking about that, about how, you know, it was it was the fact that Bob was willing to take a risk. He yeah. would try, you know, hey, let's try it, you know? And so we'd try something and, you know, I'm sure there were a lot of mistakes, but more times really? than not, it worked. And, it you know, uh, he was willing to take a risk and do church totally different than yeah. what it had been done. He had a group of people that supported him, the elders in the church, they were amazing. Um, it was, a, it was an amazing I think amazing they were time. blind and deaf. I don't know. Because they, they wouldn't have allowed it otherwise. <laughs> they were very supportive, most of them. And it was just a really fun time to kind of reinvent church. And we were so blessed to be a part of it. Um, you know, after that first Sunday morning we walked in, we wouldn't have known that less than a year later, we got to be a part of that uh, exciting team and led by Bob, so. For me, the most wonderful times during that era was that um, not only were we taking a lot of risks, but we also did a lot of just, we'd sit after the Saturday night <laughs> service and Tracy and I and Bob, and um, we just kind of evaluate the service and talk about our dreams and goals and what we wanted for the church and um, that was just some precious precious time and um, you know it, it affected me in my later ministry um, because I kept saying you know those were just some golden years and um, you know once something like that you experience something like that you want it all the time and it just doesn't happen all the time yeah. But um, well, my, it was truly a wonderful time. My wish and my hope for you, Bob, is that um, even though we all know ministry is a lot of hard, hard work, but I hope that your next 25 years will be as fun as our first. You know, those first years, be. well, that's true because we're not there. Yeah. But um, those first years were uh, people, we were exhausted, but... Yeah we had fun and ministry should be fun it's work but it should be fun and so that's what we hope and pray for your next 25 years yeah that it will be just as fun and that god will bless it just as much as he did the first 25. amen so congratulations brother congratulations love you proud of you hey pastor bob we've you've been our pastor for over 24 years you helped me find jesus you did our wedding you prayed for us to have a family, and now you high-five Mia every week. Yes. Thank, Thank you, Pastor, you, Pastor Bob. Bob. We love, love you. you. Congratulations, Bob, on being our pastor for 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> it's senior It's senior Pastor Bobblehead, I think. It's senior. <laughs> He's our senior pastor. 
Anyways, we thank you so much for child dedications and weddings and trips to India and... Happy bobblehead. And all the other things in between. Thank you so much. And we look forward to another 25 years. Woohoo! Congratulations on 25 years in this church. Loving God and loving us. Yay, Bob! Hey, Pastor Bob. Congratulations on 25 years of faithfully serving the body of Christ at Cornwall Church and in Whatcom County and around the world. I'm so grateful to God for you. Uh, you know, I was 25 years old when we first met and I was a new Christian and you taught me how to pray, how to worship, how to memorize scripture. And we had a blast together, uh, serving, playing music and doing life. And of course you were, you were there with me, standing with Mike and I on our wedding day and blessing our marriage. And I know that if he was here today, um, he would say to you, well done, good and faithful servant. So um, I'm just grateful to God for your life and I love you brother, congratulations. Hey Bob, congratulations on your anniversary at Cornwall Church with a major milestone. I just wanted to thank you for 24 plus years of some really wonderful memories. And thank you for walking me through some not so great memories. You're, you are a good friend, Bob. And we both know that it's a really good thing that it took you a long time to learn to say no to certain things like singing at strangers' weddings. Uh, one of my great memories of time with you and you and I have been able to share that over the years. So thank you, I love you. Congratulations, happy anniversary. Hey Bob, congratulations on 25 God-ordained, spirit-filled, incredibly powerful and passionate years at Cornwall Church. I love you. Thank you for the time that you invested into me. Thank you for teaching me how to preach with passion. Thank you for teaching me how to drive rental cars in Dallas, Texas the right way. You know exactly what I mean. And thank you for showing me what it looks like to love a church with all your heart. Love you. God bless you, ma'am. Hey, Dad. Congrats on 25 years as senior pastor. I'm so proud of you, and I love you. Congratulations, Bob, on 25 years as being senior pastor. Thank you for loving your church and for loving our family so faithfully. You are my best friend, and I love you so much. Hello, Bob, and hello, everyone there. I am Bob's brother. My name is Jerry Marvel, or as Bob has for many years so affectionately referred to me as Goob. Ever since we were small children, it's payback for all those times I used to call you by the nickname Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo and make you cry. So, Bob, congratulations. 25 years as the pastor. Wow, what a legend! Wow. And I remember back in those days, you originated that Saturday night service over at the Boys and Girls Club with the setup trailer and every week, all those chairs and sound system and setup. Man, that was a lot of work back in those days. Oh, I remember that souped up Viper you guys had for your getaway car when you and Doreen got married. <laughs> And over the years, all those memories of the services that you led, the leadership summits that were hosted there. Thanks for the memories. I just want to add my congratulations to you. 
and not just me, but also my family. My wife, Carrie. Congrats, Bob. And Remy. Congratulations, Bob. And Caden. Congrats, Bob. And of course, Bronson and Emily are in New York. And Austin and Ashley are in North Carolina. And Austin and Satara and Evelina and Guinevere down in Portland. But we all together congratulate you. Congratulations! And of course, may God above continue to protect you, bless you, reward you for your labor, surround you with kindness, fill your cup, and overflow you with goodness, and always, always warm your heart with his unfailing love, now and forevermore. Amen, and so be it let. In a time when most people have a hard time sticking to something for a year or two, it is impressive, Bob, that you have ministered for 25 years, inspiring, leading, encouraging people. Wow, what a privilege it is for me to call you my brother and to celebrate with you and say happy 25th anniversary of being a senior pastor and many more years of doing great things for people all around the world and especially in Bellingham, Washington. Hey, Bubba, I am so proud of my little brother. You know what I think you are? You are a statistic basher. Most pastors don't make it longer than five years, and here you are celebrating 25 years as a senior pastor. And in all my travels around the country and even around the world, I have never seen a church love their pastor like Cornwall loves you. But on top of that, all the pastors that I've met, I've never seen a pastor love their church the way you do, Baba. You love Cornwall Church. And I want to tell you something, for 25 years, week after week, year after year, staying vibrant and fresh, congratulations. This is such an exciting anniversary. Love you. Bob, a special memory I have is when you were in second grade and you came home from school and I found you under your bed just sobbing your little heart out. And I went to try to get you out and you just were too broken. And so I rolled under the bed and held you till you calmed. And when I asked you what was wrong, you said that some of the kids were laughing at one of the special needs students and made her cry. And Bob, that tender heart that you had as a second grader has served you well in pastoring and ministering to the Cornwall Church. And I just want you to know I am proud of you and your dad would be so proud of you. I would like to borrow the words from our first parent when I say, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. I love you, Bob. Congratulations on 25 years, Bob. We love you. Well, this young lady was first uh, in the video package, Alteru Calkins, and you've got, you mentioned you have a lot of stories to tell. Looks like about 25 pages here in your hand. Yeah. So we've got plenty of time. Bob, I'm going to invite you, if you'd come stand here on stage. Can we hear it for Bob Marvel? Well, this is an exciting day for all of us, isn't it? And so if you just stand by, I'm going to talk to them first. 
It's always a joy to be able to share about the power of God's word. Soon after Pastor Ken Long had announced his resignation, uh, the church council asked five different people to be on the pastoral uh, committee, the pulpit committee, to search for another senior pastor. And these were uh, Carly Dunn, who now lives in Anchorage, and uh, um, Chuck Hartman, who lives in Longview, Larry Watts, and Ray Backman, and myself. Uh, we, as we met, then we were discussing and talking about the different responsibilities that we would have. And uh, right away they were all asking me to be the chairperson. Oh no, I could never do that. I, I started finding excuses. I said, you want me to have a heart attack? I don't know how to, how to do this. I'm not experienced in that part of the church work, you know. Uh, but they already had responsibilities and, and some good excuses. So I finally, I said very weakly that I would, and then I said, Lord, help me. <laughs> but um, this is how he did. At home, I started earnestly begging and pleading with the Lord to help me to know what I was supposed to do. And I, I still felt so stressed and almost like it was a burden to, to take this responsibility. But the very next day as I was reading God's word, this verse jumped out at me. And it's one that I'm sure you are familiar with. It's found in Proverbs 16:33. The lot is cast into the lap but it's every decision is from the Lord. Did you get that message? The lot is cast into the lap, but it's every decision is from the Lord. And I got his message because I did trust him and that's why I was praying to him. But um, I didn't have my focus in the right place. I was focusing on my problems and not feeling adequate to do it instead of fo focusing on him and uh, anticipating what he was going to do for us and who he was going to lead us to. So um, immediately as I talked with him, I felt a, a great peace and uh, a, a joy in my heart and honored to be in that position. and. And it just was exciting to me to think that uh, I didn't have to worry about it because he was in charge. And so that verse has meant a lot to me and, uh, through the years. And uh, I thank the Lord for that verse. Would you like to say that with me? It, it says in Proverbs 16:33, the lot is cast into the lap, but it's every decision is from the Lord. You have to memorize that because it's a good one to remind you to keep your focus on him. But, <clears throat> excuse me, I didn't mean to preach. <laughs> it, it was a wonderful reminder anyway, and that scripture, so from the beginning of our meetings, and we met 
uh, at least once a week and sometimes twice a week. And, and we met for five months, going through many, many, many applications for pastor. And, uh, but it was wonderful uh, that at every meeting, uh, this scripture was shared just to keep us in the right focus. But now, I can't tell all the stories you see. And, uh, but if you know, if you fast forward with me, about a week after uh, Pastor Bob became our senior pastor, one of the uh, members of the committee uh, presented me with a uh, beautiful plaque that had praying hands on it, and that scripture was printed on there. And that's been hanging on my wall all these 25 years and been a good reminder for me. I really appreciated that, uh, them doing that. And uh, I went to the wall to the, look at the picture again, or the plaque, and I took it down. was thanking the Lord for his word and the power of his word. And uh, I turned it over on the back, and I thought, what's that? It's just a small handwritten note on there. And uh, so I looked at it a little closer and turned it over and it said, I will this to Bob Marble. Well, I'd forgotten all about it, I guess. But, but I thought, you know, I, I could give it to him now while I'm still here. <laughs> so that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> and may this bless you through the years as it has blessed me. <laughs> Thank you for being the pastor. <laughs> okay. 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 Thank you. Okay, so at this time, I would, Doreen, could you come up? So I, I just want to say uh, something just really quick. Um, on behalf of the elder board, Bob, we just want to thank you. You have made our job so easy. I've never, I mean, I've served on other boards and I've served in other churches. And I can tell you the things that we have had to deal with uh, over, you know, in, in different circumstances uh, are nothing uh, like, uh, there were so much more serious kinds of, kinds of uh, decision making. On our board, we spend 90% of our time Dreaming, praying, thinking, uh, seeking the Lord and trying to figure out what do you have next for this incredible ministry here at Cornwall Church. And I just, on behalf of the board, Bob, I just want to thank you for the, the incredibly uh, moral, the integrity that you have as a man, uh, the way you have led this church as a servant leader, uh, the way you care for us. You make our job just Wonderful, and I want to thank you for that. On all of us do, yeah. and and just as a, a little 
token of our appreciation, we got a little gift for you and Doreen both, and the flowers are for Doreen. <laughs> so stay up here, Jeff. Stay up here. So let me, uh, let me just uh, pray. Would you just pray with me real quick here? So Father, we just pause for a second and say thank you. You have blessed us with Bob and the ministry, the gifting that you have given him. First of all, God, that, that he was obedient all the way along the line uh, to your call in his life. And, and here we are, all a part of this incredible ministry that you have laid before uh, uh, Bob uh, and all of us here. And with his leadership that you have ordained, God, we are all uh, getting to experience uh, all of this, God. And, and so you have so blessed us uh, in so many ways. And for that, we just give you thanks, Father. And we thank you for all the years that he has served here. And God, I, I thank you for all the years he's going to serve here. And we look forward to the incredible things that you have in store for not only uh, us here at the church, but for Bob and his ministry. And whatever that is, God, uh, may you find us faithful in helping carry that out. We love you. We give you praise. And thank you for Bob and Doreen and their ministry here in Jesus' name. Amen. So I get to talk. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, I uh, Actually, I was on my way here, and Kip called me, and he said, hey, you know, when you're closing comments, and I said, I have closing comments? <laughs> and he said, didn't anyone tell you that? And I said, no, I, I guess that's part of the surprise. So, um, so I don't have anything put together. I, I do want to um, say what an absolute pleasure and joy and gift it is to be able to be the pastor of Cornwall Church. Um, for those of you who've been around, and, and even if you've been here in the last year, you've heard, if you, if you came to church, uh, the story of, of how this church walked with me through a very, very, very dark uh, season. And on the outside of that valley, coming on the other side of that valley, promptly voted for me to be the senior pastor, which is absolutely unheard of. And I told that story. Uh, it was referred to here. I, I, I laid out a fleece, told my mom, pray, I want a 95% approval. And her, you know what, you know, that, that's never going to happen, was her words. Um, and uh, so I had to crawl back under the bed and cry. So her, her, <laughs> see, Grant, I mean, I was crying in the second grade. Yeah, just, um, but, uh, and, and I showed you that card that Alta Ruth uh, is in her handwriting where the uh, percentage was 95.6. And I took that as a very clear sign from God okay, this is what I have for you. And I had no idea what I was doing, had no idea what uh, the future would look like. And the grace that this church has shown to me over the years, um, 
the patience you've had with me, the forgiveness that you've uh, given to me when I've done really, really stupid things. Um, I, I cannot imagine being a part of another church. I just, I wouldn't even want to. I, I, I want to be open to whatever God would have, but I've often prayed, God, if it's possible, I would love to, to do my whole, uh, you know, run uh, at Cornwall Church. Whatever God would have, whatever God would have. But um, so it, it is an absolute uh, pleasure and joy and a privilege uh, to be a part of this church. I love it. Uh, I wouldn't want to do anything else. And I just want to say thank you to, to all of you for your, your support and your prayers, your encouragement, um, for the pulpit committee uh, being willing to take a risk on me uh, 25 years ago. For those of you who voted that Sunday night, and uh, even for those eight that voted no. Um, <laughs> and uh, and, and, you know, in this weekend, having Pastor Ken here uh, preaching this weekend was just such a, such a gift. And then having my mom and, and Larry here, and then uh, having no idea that uh, my brother and Carrie and Remy would come over. Uh, I was just talking with Jerry on, on the phone on Wednesday and said, well, we'll try to get together in August. And then uh, Lori and Jose being able to be here as well uh, when they had a thing that they were doing in Atlanta on Friday night. Just could not have been more shocked. And... and and, and you being here, and, uh, and, and I, I, where do you stop? But I, I do have to say, Helen Kristen, 105 years old, your faithfulness and your example to us, I wanna be like you. Helen Kristen, you're amazing. She was in her early 70s when I came here. <laughs> Spring chicken back in those days. Anyway, thank you so much uh, for your goodness to me, to my family, the grace that you've extended. And um, I, I could really, I honestly could go on and on and on telling story after story. I mean, just looking around and I just see all these people, oh, I can tell a story there about, oh, something we've done or travel we've done or marathon or done, you know, all these things. I just, all these thoughts that come to my mind. And I wish I could, but I'm not going to. I just want to say um, it is a blessing, and uh, I don't know if you're all aware of this. Um, our elders years ago, in order, desiring to take care of our pastors, not just me, but our pastors, uh, put together a, a sabbatical uh, policy that allows uh, a senior or any pastor, full-time pastor, after seven years of, of service, to, to have a sabbatical. And then subsequently after that, and so the, the uh, elders have granted me another sabbatical so um, starting tomorrow, I'll be on sabbatical, um, and uh, on Friday, my wife and I fly to, uh, to France, and then we're going to spend seven weeks walking across Spain on the Camino de Santiago. Um, and so we're very excited, very grateful for that, that, that gift, and I just tell you, um, this is where I know things are good when we were talking about my sabbatical this year, and there was a part of me that was like, I don't want to go. Not because I don't trust the hands that it's, it's in, because things are... are I love being the pastor, and our staff is amazing, our board is amazing, our congregation is amazing, and God's, God's calling and his vision for our church is amazing. Anyway, um, so if all of a sudden you're going, man, we celebrated that one guy, and then he's gone. Um, <laughs> yes. But I'll be back in August, and, uh, and we'll go from there, uh, and I'll be praying for you all along the way. Anyway, I'm, I'm done talking. I, I, closing remarks. There you have it. Yeah. <laughs>
All right, well, it's time to really let loose and party. And uh, so in just a moment, we're going to dismiss you out the doors and to the reception. Um, if you uh, did not bring a card, and many of you are asking, can I write Bob a note? You can. Uh, in fact, in the rotunda, we've got blank uh, note cards. You're welcome to write a note to him, and then uh, we'll make sure those get to Bob and Doreen. On behalf of Cornwall Church, thank you for being here today, being part of the celebration. You are dismissed. Get out of here. We'll see you at the reception, straight out the doors and to the right. <laughs>